Hello, greetings, good day. My name is Keith Gala, and welcome to That Was Great, wasn't it? It's the podcast where each week I am joined by my friends, both old and new, some of which even make claims that they want to come back for future episodes. What the hell? Oh, we make every effort to reminisce on our youth, feel the nostalgic power of some classic, with or without air quotes, Saturday morning cartoons from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. All guaranteed to have us pondering the same philosophical philosophical conundrum. That was great, wasn't it? Our deep dive in the 1989 Karate Kid cartoon is slowly running its course. I mean, it really seems like it's taking forever. Especially since we are matching up with the exact uh, date, 33 years. To the perfect calendar date. When they originally came out, and they've taken a couple weeks off, so it really seems to have stretched this out. But anyway... Those Cobra Kai hotels are somewhat fond memories for most people further washed out of people's minds uh, as they binge watch Wednesday over on Netflix. But we forge on, at least three more times, I guess, desperate to unravel the mystery about Daniels, Mr. Miyagi, and Taki, the traversing of the globe, trying to recapture the mysterious shrine. I, even if they find it again, it's still mysterious. I, I, that's the only thing I know for sure about who cares if they get it back or not? There's still a mystery. And this is the longest summer vacation anybody has ever taken. <sighs> Joining me this week, two-thirds of the Opinionated Lushes podcast, Jessica and Sonia. Along with their third wheel, Dawn, they are three friends that get together once a week to play a drinking game while covering a variety of topics in the process. Uh, and even though we didn't drink during this episode, I have to say they were a blast to have on. Uh... I guess when I say we, I didn't, at least. Um, But they were really fun to have on. Check out their show, and uh, I'm going to have them back again in the future. This season, we continue to have more great guests, new and old. We have sponsors, same deal, new and old. The Greatness Meter is back. And we'll have episode and series MVPs wrapping up the entire season. Now, this is where normally I go, hey, we've got the spotlight Brought to you by Monster Hunters. Go to www.monsterhunters.com uh, to learn more about that great show that me, Derek, and Terry do. But um, well, I still did that. But we're gonna we're just gonna do cover a quick couple commercials, and then we're gonna get right back into the show. Uh, this was a really good episode overall from the the series in general. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite ones as far as watching. A lot of just fun, silly stuff. Um, and some high seas action going on. And then also, uh, Jessica and Sonia were great guests to have on. And I really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm not going to waste time talking about anything else. Uh, we will uh, we'll cover Cobra Kai next week. But uh, until then, again, don't fast forward to the commercials. They're fun, okay? There's a special holiday one here. Just stick around for it. All right? And when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll be talking. Hi everyone, Derek from the Munster Hunters here. I'm sitting on the beach waiting for Keith and Terry to resurface from our latest scuba dive. I figure now is the perfect time to tell you about the Munster Hunters Patreon. Did you know that one out of three people has darn, darn, darn dysmorphia and another one in a hundred suffers from lazy fiddlesticks? It's because of our generous patrons that we're able to search for answers. For only $5 a month, you will receive two bonus Monster Hunter episodes plus exclusive content. And we can continue our work here. 
laugh along as we fight off demons from our scuba trips, travel through a monsterverse of madness, or even glimpse into a parallel dimension where we watch the fall guy. For more information on how to become a patron and help the Monster Hunters make life better for everyone, go to patreon.com slash monsterhunters. Follow us on Twitter at monsterhunters or go to monsterhunters.com. Season's greetings to one and all you dear Podfix listeners. No matter what holiday you celebrate this festive time of the year, the Podfix Network has the perfect gift for anyone and everyone on your list. Your mother, your father, your siblings. How about giving them a podcast? It's proof you really care. Aunties, uncles, cousins, or grandparents. Podcasts work too. Especially the high quality shows of the Podfix Network that will let them know you spared no expense. Coworkers, white elephant exchanges amongst friends, the postman or woman, we got you covered. Even the holly jolly guy would dig finding a plate of cookies, a glass of milk, and a Bose speaker playing a Podfix Network show. Go to www.podfixnetwork.com to find all the different programs, thousands of episodes, even more hours, all guaranteed to stuff the stocking of the biggest Scrooge. So to paraphrase Cousin Eddie, the Podfix Network, shitter's full. I'm here to get drunk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have about half a cup of vodka. Drink, drink, drink. Wait, are we live? Hi, I'm Jessica. One professional skill that I would really like to learn is stripping. I'm Sonia. Because, like, I'm okay with not being artistic. Like, I'm just like, that's cool. And I'm Don Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. I'll, I'll, make, a, I'll make a tomato vodka soup. Ooh. Also known as, like, a Caesar. <laughs> Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. Just testing mattresses. Why isn't that a dog? (laughs) It it probably is. An unedited episode Saturday on YouTube. You just want to tell people you love them? Yeah, sometimes you need it. It's dangerous. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. If I don't know you, I will. <laughs> so go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Welcome back, dear listeners. Listener, maybe. Uh, we are back here. And also, uh, welcome to the show as advertised. Two-thirds of the Opinionated Lushes, Jessica and Sonia, welcome aboard. Hi. Hi. All right, so now there's three of us. It's kind of just the same way as there being three heroes on our show. And uh, before uh, the three of us start talking about um, what I already hinted off air as being the maybe the best episode of the run so far, uh it, we got to tell people what happened before because I don't want anybody to be lost. Not everybody watched all 11 episodes in like <laughs> two days. Um, and they might want to know uh, what's, what's happening. I, the guest that I have set up for episode 13 told me that they watched all 13 episodes with their, with their son. Um, and that was before they even knew I was doing the show. So it was just on their own. So that should be good. Other people yeah, are, Ah, stuck in the same boat I am of watching this many of them. Uh, anyway, uh, 
in episode 10, uh, Miyagi, Taki, and Daniel, uh, they were in Russia doing the uh, trying their best at the if you can change, I can change, we can change whole thing. Uh, but with hockey instead of boxing and the shrine was going to be a nuclear weapon of some sorts. A uh, guy had some daddy issues trying to prove to his dad that he's a great hockey player, but even with powers, could only score two goals. And then they slap-shotted it into a very cold Arctic uh, Russian river where it got covered in ice and then floated away and ended up in Norway. And that's where we are. And by we, I mean Mr. Miyagi, Daniel, Taki, myself, Jessica, and Sonia. Uh, ladies, welcome to the show. Hi again. The official welcome to the show, not just yeah. hey, you guys are here. Okay. Okay. I just, like, I know this is, we're on episode 11, but I just, mm-hmm. episode 10, the ending. Okay. By the way, this could, this could also be episode <laughs> one. I just, okay, first off, what were they using at the end when they were playing table hockey? Because I'm confused as to whether it was a meat patty or a potato. Oh, uh, I'm going to say, a well, I, th- it's round I thought and it was round. a potato. I thought it was a potato, but Mr. Miyagi, uh, anime style, eats it very quickly. He catches it with chopsticks in the yeah. air. Well, he does a lot of stuff with chopsticks in this series. Um. <laughs> and then he winks at the camera, and then it ends, and then we're at the beginning of episode 11, where they're finding a job. I don't understand. So mm-hmm. th- I, I watched chapter t- or episode 10 just to clarify the start of episode 11. It didn't help. Anyway, rant done. Oh. Thank yeah. you for having us on your show. Yeah, <laughs> hey, no problem. Uh, things that everybody might want to understand is they spend a lot of time on boats in the series. Yeah, or rats. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi does crazy stuff with chopsticks. I mean, he plucked batteries out of a boombox in one episode. That was kind of crazy. Uh, and I, yeah, uh, Daniel in the last episode talked about he played street hockey with um, a baseball bat and a brick. <laughs> He somehow doesn't know how to skate, but still gets on a on a uh, like pro am hockey team for a bit. And at the end, yes, they are playing with either a potato or a meatball that Mr. Miyagi catches and and eats in one bite. Maybe yeah. it's a potato like pancake. What are they called? It's very no, like... it's it's a ball because they're like oh, flipping it around. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. round and brown, and okay. that's all I know. I was trying to justify, like, making sense of, like, maybe it's a food that you could no. eat really quickly with chocolate. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. No. I watched no, that scene, I'm... like, three times trying to <laughs> figure it out. I couldn't even figure out what the last sentence he said, and then he winks. It was did not clarify the start of episode 11 at all. <laughs> oh, and, and, it, and it never will. I mean, the the eighth episode of the entire thing was basically telling you everything that we need to know and where they should have ended this whole thing. <laughs> I would should have ended. Speaking of um, that, did you, did you re- sorry, I was doing research. Did you know that they were, were originally going to sign it for 65 episodes? Yes, I did. What? <laughs> what? Um, well, by, by the way, uh, Mr. Miyagi does say kids same all uh, around the world. And then he eats the potato. Oh, that's one that's bite. what yeah. that's what the line was. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with this stereotypical broken English. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, Robert Ito does a very good um, Mr. Miyagi Pat Morita impression during the entire thing. I will say that is actually excellent. Uh, I looked up. Thing. I looked up this Robert Ito. 
Is that how you pronounce it? I, yes. I, yeah. I think. Oh, he's I a hope Canadian that's how I've done it a Yeah, he's amazing. He, yeah. He's a Canadian actor. So I looked up some show, some stuff he did. He did uh, like a movie or, or TV show, show, sorry, called like Kung Fu. No accent in that. So it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, born in Canada. <laughs> and yeah, so he got cast because of his perfect impression. But not not great enough to do the intros because actually Pat Morita does all the intros. <laughs> See, I didn't even know the difference. So maybe it was that good. They just yeah. wanted to be able to add, you know, a name to the credits. And and folks, I'm gonna I'm gonna dissect this a little bit more in, in the uh in episode fourteen where I recap the entire series, give our series MVP, etc. So far the intro song all the clips and scenes in the entire intro song, not a single one of them are from any episode I have seen, and this is episode 11. <laughs> it's just its own thing. It's amazing. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So speaking of amazing things, uh, we open on our trio doing what they do all the time, and that's finding work in order to fund this uh, little endless quest. This time it happens to be the work and the shrine are related as Daniel has found a Craigslist ad looking for three strong men. Uh, he then lets his uh, beliefs in what women can and can't do uh, be known by telling Taki it will blow the whole thing if she shows up uh, along with them because, well, it's not a dude. <laughs> yeah. See, perfect. I, I have uh, two ladies on uh, for the episode where there's a <laughs> lot of questions about what ladies can do in uh, the workplace. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was like... Yeah. The 80s. So, like, you know. <laughs> it was the yeah. late 80s. Like, mm-hmm. come on. It was, like, she, there was, there was still no like progress. <laughs> not until, like, also, also, not the first time in the series that uh, it seems to fit into 2022 as well. Yeah. <laughs> way, way ahead of their time. But yeah. I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going. <laughs> uh, honestly. Though, uh, the whole reason they're on the summer vacation from hell in the first place. So regardless of any workplace gender issues, uh, you know, Taki should be coming along. They have to get this thing back. And yes, I when I said summer vacation from hell, Daniel references more than once that this is his summer vacation. Nice. Yeah. All right. Now, as Taki and Daniel are arguing, Mr. Miyagi steps in, pinches both of their noses, uh, kind of Three Stooges-like. Then we let's go, he says, they need to cool out, take a deep breath. Remember, it's all about finding the shrine, not that a man must obviously do it. Yeah. I think it's funny that you bring up, like, how, like, grabbing the noses was Three Stooges-esque. Because the whole idea of having to find a new job every episode is very Three Stooges as well. Yes, it is, yeah. So, maybe the writers just were big fans. Yeah, except that they always only like the episodes where the three studios were on boats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently. They didn't watch they're any on, other they're on fishing, they're on fishing, fishing boats uh, more than once in this whole thing. It's Maybe they're just I, really fun to animate. You know, it just looks cool. Because I found, like, the water animations in this show were really well done. They were, like, the best. Yeah, yeah like, there was so much color and movement. So maybe they just like found this, like they were able to do this thing, and they're like, "We're going to use this so much, like <laughs> the whole time, the whole well, time." Yeah. Water. I mean, they use a stock footage shot several times. Yeah, of, it uh, looks good. It looks yeah. good. Why fix what's not broken? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a, there's a shot of the boat like 
going through like some choppy waters. I think it's used three or four times as like a transition from like one scene to the next. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I had no problem with those shots. I well had done. not even thought about that before. Uh, that's an excellent observation. Thank you. Thank you. No, nobody's ever complimented the animation on the show yet. <laughs> I have no. that in my notes. I put water is painted cool and sparkly. So I just wanted to put that in there. Uh, as it should be. All right. So now we get into the meat, meat and potatoes of this because they explain that a whale has apparently swallowed the shrine, uh, which it swallowed to catch a cow, which is swallowed to catch a goat, which swallowed to catch a dog, which swallowed the dog to catch a cat, cat to catch a bird, bird to catch a spider. They wiggled and jiggled and tickled inside the whale and it swallowed that spider just to catch a fly. I think that's how it eventually got the shrine. Or maybe it just happened to be where it was when it came down a river from russia i don't know yeah i'm like how did they know it like like they knew it was heading to norway and then they just know it was swallowed by a whale they just sonia Sonia, did you get the chance to listen to any previous episodes no i have um i have a reason i have don't don't worry no don't worry i'm I'm not i'm not offended i'm not offended (laughs) jessica said she did and yet she's asking me questions she knows i have no chance of answering. i know i (laughs) I I wasn't sure. Maybe this was talked about earlier, and I missed it. But yeah, okay, good, good. Glad to see we're on the same page. I mean, Mr. Miyagi's a Jedi of some sort, and he can track this thing down. That's pretty much my best. He is. I think think he is. I have a note about Mr. Miyagi at the end. Okay. (laughs) Okay. About that. That. So yes. He does some insane things in this one, Uh, and some. Possibly stupid things. Yes, very for the, stupid for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> but before he can get to some stupidity, he still has to do some good things. Uh, Miyagi thinks the shrine is making this whale that everyone keeps talking about more defensive against the whaling ships. And if they want to find it, they need to get a job on the boat. Uh, so they go out to where the sightings have been. Now, while this entire conversation is happening, uh, Taki pulls the old switcheroo with Daniel's bag. Uh, so that, uh, she has his whaling gear and he has her kimonos. I, I don't know what is going to be in that bag he wears the same clothes every single time so <laughs> it's i think even like in russia they just put a red coat on him like i don't why do they yeah. even have bags they never change their clothes ever i guess a toothbrush i don't know <laughs> i mean i don't even remember them carrying bags in half the other episodes i don't even remember them uh doing laundry in any of episodes either well, that explains why he's wearing the same clothes. Yeah. Then <laughs> the the bags were probably uh the like the swag they got at the the hockey tournament thing. Oh yeah, maybe. like in the um, uh like the gift room type thing. So, <clears throat> all right, uh, we cut to the boat. Uh, there's already smoke coming off of it. Probably not a good sign at all. Uh, the fearless captain, uh, I think he's Captain Olson. We hear later. He yells down at Lars and Olaf. Great names for some guys from Norway. Uh. <laughs> They're trying to load a new crane, although I rewound it several times, and it sounded like they said train, and closed caption wasn't available on this one. And I couldn't, I really just, closed captioning is very helpful for me to hear things that don't sound great on this, or or, or that closed caption will tell me something is completely different from what is actually being said. It's usually funny. And then when I actually need it to help me understand what they're saying, it didn't come through. It's like nowhere to be found. Yeah. 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 Uh, the captain yells to the first mate to get over there and show those swabs their left hand from the rights. 
Uh, we get a close up of the first mate. Uh, first mate is a lady, Sigrid, as we'll find out. And she swings over on the crane, pulls the little starter cord one time, and just like that, it works. Uh, she jumps back on the crane, hook that she swung in, and rises up, uh, kind of giggling, smirking uh, sarcastically as she goes back. I mean, obviously, you know, those guys had to warm it up a bit already. Right? Of course. Yeah. yeah, so she just like, came in at the end. They loosened obviously. it for her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, back up on top, uh, Captain Olson uh, says he's taking the first three able-bodied men that answer his missed connections, and just like that, we get permission to come aboard, sir. Daniel and Miyagi appear. Uh, the first mate gives Daniel a once-over, and then Daniel starts to walk onto the ship, but like, uh, hello, you asked permission to come aboard, and he did not say anything. Why yeah. are you do? Why did you do that? <laughs> He's just like I can do what I want. I know yeah. kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> Mi- Miyagi <laughs> held back. Miyagi held back. He's like, yeah, we asked permission. We're waiting. <laughs> Daniel just kind of rolls through. Now, uh, El Capitan tells them to hold up, even if he's in a hurry and need workers. He ain't running a kindergarten for the likes of Daniel or an old folks' home for the likes of Mister Miyagi. <sighs> a Daniel looks the exact same age as the first mate. <laughs> Um, if this was actually Ralph Macchio playing this role, he was like 35 at this time. (laughs) So no kindergarten. And also I love when people just don't know the power of Mr. Miyagi. Like he has no idea what's going on or who he's dealing with. No, but we already know that this captain is kind of hypocritical when it comes to his first mate. He's looking for three men, but he let, he knows his daughter is not a man and is also very Mm -hmm. capable and more capable than men. So he's just hypocritical when it comes to his own daughter. <laughs> yeah. Nepotism was uh, was around in 89 as well. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. That's about when that started. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> By the way, where's the mom? Right. She's, she's sorry. I was gonna say she was eaten by a whale, probably. That's why he's that so determined to get it. That's the backstory. That would have actually been a better backstory than him just trying to get the reward so that they can like live out their lives. <laughs> Make it about revenge. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let, look, you're going to use a giant white whale and a fishing boat. Let's let's get all Moby Dick about it here. Come on. That's right. <laughs> uh, now, the captain mentions there's not even three of them. And the ad, I mean, was the ad specific that the group of three had to show up at the same time? I mean, it just said three <laughs> able-bodied men. If three individual guys walk in to work, wouldn't he take each one of them if they knew each other or not? I don't know. Uh, anyhow, uh, a third fellow shows up on cue, and that's Chuck Tomorrow. It's the best thing I could think that they said the name was. Um, later on, I he may have they may have said something else, but uh, but Chuck Tomorrow is what I'm going with. Reporting for duty. Uh, I now have a new alias for when I'm ordering takeout and booking hotels. <laughs> Uh, the captain gives good old Chuck a look over, twirls his mustache, uh, his own, <laughs> not Chuck's. Chuck doesn't even have one um, because Chuck is obviously Taki. Yeah. And does not have a mustache at all. He <laughs> seems yet. to have no problem with them. Doesn't need kindergarten. Doesn't need old folks home. Boom. Perfect. Now, uh, while they're all uh, jibber-jabbering, the rest of the crew is loading crates onto the ship. Lars is working the wench, and when it doesn't seem to be going smoothly... He does what any red-blooded Norwegian male would do, picks up a wrench and just starts hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when something doesn't work, that's what you do. You either turn it off and on again, you hit it, 
or you yeah. know like that's just th- those are the things you do and so he was doing what we all were taught yeah. <laughs> and the only one that this ever works for is the Fonz and if you're not him just don't do it it's just not going to make anything better <laughs> just don't <laughs> don't do it yeah hey, uh, hey. there we go yeah. <laughs> uh, suddenly the, the, the crate starts to uh, slip and fall Daniel does as he always does in this uh, show leaps into action to save someone Mr. Miyagi does what he always does. Some crazy ass thing that always seems to work like karate chop a wrench uh, across the, across the way so that it wedges into the gears of the winch just before the crate lands on Daniel. He's like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He just like, he didn't even measure it up. He just swings. Boom. Boom. Lands perfectly into the thing and and messes up the whole, the whole winch. Uh, Daniel gets up. Wrench, not wench, sorry. Uh, Daniel gets up, uh, doesn't thank Miyagi, but instead asks if his rescue job worked. The first mate uh, gets up and says, of course, I am all right, and when I need your help, I will ask for it. And that hit a little too close to home, because that sounds a lot like what uh, my wife will say. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I will ask you. <laughs> you know, I, we have an ongoing thing where I seem to get in trouble if I if I offer to help um, more than if I just wait for when I'm needed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, first mate, Sigrid. I did not know her name was Sigrid at the time I was typing this, but Sigrid is uh, saying this. Uh, she takes off her hat, letting her blonde hair flow. Taki uh, looks in shock and says, you're a girl. Oops. Hold on. You're a deepens, girl. <laughs> yeah, quickly deepens the uh, to the Chuck Tomorrow voice. You, know, uh, you want to do that voice again? You're a girl. <laughs> There we go. I'm not even going to edit in anything different. That's what's going to stay there. Perfect. That's, I'm, yeah. I'm working on voiceover anyway. I'm trying to build uh, various characters. Now I got, you know, Chuck. So yeah. you got Chuck. Yeah. I'm adding it to my repertoire. They'll save me a couple minutes of editing in uh, those audio clips right there. That's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Don't need to edit. Yeah. The captain struts over to Mr. Miyagi to thank him for saving his daughter. Miyagi then has to vouch for uh, Daniel and Chuck Taki. Daniel Wait, no longer. Sorry. Was that? Daniel yeah. was a little creepy. Oh, you think so? So Secret. creepy. Secret. Secret. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to say her name. The yeah. first mate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, considering he goes like, uh, like he's, he's like hitting on her right away. How this trip is now so much better because this uh, woman that's talking down to him is mm-hmm. there. And, that's just um, his kink was, yeah yeah he has a yeah. decoration yeah definitely yeah definitely daniel i mean that's why he does kung fu and he just gets keep told you know he has to work mm-hmm. on things mm-hmm. he just likes being told <laughs> oh yeah the, mr miyagi's doing a a uh a, quite a mind job on him uh, yeah i'm very determined now that that's not daniel likes healthy. it no it is definitely not a healthy relationship mm-hmm. definitely no. not but yeah, that, I just had to add that his his flirtations were both rejected yeah. and he kept going. Yeah, I think he says he's excited about this excursion. I was like, dude, it's a whaling ship, not a yacht <laughs> outing in the sea, man. You're he's not like, but just... there's one girl and she's related to someone, so I have a chance, you know? Like yeah. that was yeah. As opposed to the girl you've been hanging out with for the last like three months chasing down a shrine. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> he probably just views it, you know, like no, no, new girls, new girls. Maybe. Yeah. Oh well, Taki's already put him in the friend zone once before. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, but you're right. He does get a little creepy. He leans back on the boat while the first mate is picking up boxes uh, and then tries to start some icebreaker conversation, but she's still not having it. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's a pleasant surprise you're on board. And she quickly claps back. You won't think it's so pleasant by the time this voyage is over. <laughs> and I was like, what is this, White Lotus Norway? I mean, come on. This would be kind of crazy here. But yeah, she, she's just really not having it. And by the way, maybe help her by picking up some boxes. Uh. <laughs> no, he's just watching her, mm-hmm. which again, it goes with the creepy aspect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he leans back, puts his hands behind his head. Like, hey yeah, there. yeah. What's she up to there? Yeah. Now, uh, Captain uh, Olsen, my notes say Captain Father because they didn't say Captain Olsen yet. <laughs> but Captain, uh, Captain Captain Olsen walks over, tells Sigrid to get her mind out of the gutter. They got work to do. We fade to the boat on the sea, and Daniel and uh, Tak, uh, that's how he refers to her, so I kind of like how he left the, the eye off. Also, this is the point where I kind of thought maybe she called herself Tak tomorrow. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or Tak tomorrow, I think may have been what it is, but it sounded a lot like Chuck tomorrow, which is what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, I like Chuck tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that Daniel's, you know, he's helping hold up the appearances that she is supposed to be a dude on the boat. Uh, when it obviously really should not matter at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they're mopping and Daniel's complaining. He thought it would be fun. Uh, it, it's you're, you're on a fishing boat, dude. What did you think was gonna be fun? Miyagi states the obvious that they are now, uh, both in the same boat. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Daniel wants to know what has ever happened to the romance of the seas he's always reading about. <laughs> what books is he what? reading? Old Man in the I, Sea? <laughs> oh, I yes, the most romantic sea uh, sea uh, story ever. <laughs> I I don't know I don't know what it is, but whatever these romance novels are, apparently the guy jumps on a rolling mop bucket and flings himself across the ship because that's exactly what Daniel does. He rolls up uh, along uh, next to Sigrid and he says, may I help you with your groceries, fair maiden? <laughs> like, I got to use that pickup line mm. once. Like, what if I just like went up to someone like at the bar and was just like, can I help you with your groceries, fair maiden? And just see what they say. Your I'll curtsy or like bow. Make sure they don't have like a, a large, uh, heavy sack of like, on a rice or flour, or <laughs> something. So, yeah, I don't want to actually do work. Yeah. I just want your number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, also because they could just throw it at you, uh, which is what Sigrid, Sigrid does. She's got two of these heavy sacks that she's carrying along. She throws one right into his arms, causing him to fall. Uh, I didn't see where the mop went, so but I assume he was still rolling on it. Now uh, Miyagi, Miyagi then comes in with. Uh, Probably the best Miyagiism so far of the episode. Maybe I'll bet I rock impressing girl if stop trying so hard. And then Daniel says, This girl is a walking iceberg. Mr. Miyagi brings back his father's wisdom. Need to look below tip of iceberg to see what underneath. Pretty good line. Pretty good line. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. not just a body, Daniel. There's exactly. a person there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. See? And then Sigrid, Sigrid walks over and she's like, hey, you know, uh, if you're done playing search and rescue over here, I've got work for you, swabs. And then probably the best line Daniel's had for most of the series, mumbles. Ain't nothing under this iceberg, but more ice. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> he went from like loving her and wanting to like, you know, 
make her like him, everything to like, wow, she's ice cold. I can't believe she doesn't like me. Like it was just, yeah. Yeah, I'm a nice I, I'm just, guy. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, Daniel, very nice guy energy this this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, look, he's he got shot down three times, and now he's like, okay, I'm out. Boom. Yeah, and he's like, she's ice cold for shooting me down. It's like, no, <laughs> no, she's you just use she just lines, met dude. you, and you're not even helping her. Like, you're you, what? She doesn't even know you, dude. Maybe yeah, she's not she, ice cold. Yeah, she just likes guys who don't use cheesy pickup lines. <laughs> Step up your and game. And who didn't read romance novels about the sea before they start hitting on a young lady? <laughs> yeah, when they know nothing about the Ugh. sea, and she's trying to show that like you need to be tough when you're on the sea. Yeah, but you know, Sigrid hasn't watched the previous episodes to know that they took a uh, a fishing boat all the way from Hong Kong to New Jersey. He does have some sea time. Yeah, on the raft. or how they rolled along, or they rolled along in the Amazon on a raft that they built. I mean, so he's he got some be, sea time. He should be talking to her about that, though. I'm sure if he went up there and he's like, "Yeah, this ain't my first time on a boat." Once I and then went into like a story that might be a better opening, Daniel. I'm just saying, <laughs> um, you know, shared interests. It's a really, it's a, it's a better than cheesy pickup lines. Yeah. How about hey, I climbed all the way up uh, into into the Himalayas and found a hidden. A village with a fountain of youth and a bunch of crazy cult people, uh, and I stopped what they were doing and saved the day again. But we lost the shrine. You know, maybe something like that. Yeah, you know, so and many better options. Actually, pretty much any of these stories from the first ten episodes would be great <laughs> things to maybe try and impress her. Outside of just like, hey, hey, baby, you need some help with your bags. People still use that line though. Like, it's, I know there has been no like progress in how to pick up women i think <laughs> Just... no it's because the people that teach picking up women are the daniels that didn't get women yeah and that's okay. why they have so much free time <laughs> to teach courses to pick up women mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't need i don't need this instruction anymore i'm, I'm right you're married you're like i don't yeah. have to worry about nothing <laughs> i mean yeah we're all married like yeah. when i joke about picking up people i'm just joking it's a joke it's a joke in case my husband listens he knows he knows he knows he knows my sense of humor i swear i'm not getting myself in trouble well i just would think it'd be awesome if your husband actually listens to the show because my wife doesn't even listen to it oh um, uh, my husband has listened to every episode of opinionated lushes every week that's 33 hours of me and my friends talking. <laughs> we call him the good I, I husband. Have, yeah, he's the I good husband. A, uh, he's the only. He's the only one. Actually he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, I have another show that has uh, over 200 episodes. Not a single one listened to. Uh, I have another show that I'm currently doing right now that we're like 30 some episodes not listened to. <laughs> I explain what we're doing, and I get. Uh, so on love after lockup, uh, and I, I just, I walk away. It's kind of the, we're out. I don't, I, I get it. She doesn't want to hear about it. I get it. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, dear. That, that's nice, honey. That's what I get. Yeah. oh boy um all right so uh where were we at here oh yeah uh sigrid tells them to get the rest of the supplies to the galley tosses a bag to taki who falls over trying to catch it um to be fair sigrid sigrid didn't even say heads up so i don't think it was completely taki's fault that she fell and sigrid sigrid wonders why men are so useless but 
Oh, wait, what do we have here? It's another lady. <laughs> Cut to Captain Olsen, ready to make them all walk the plank for this deception. <laughs> Taki says uh, she isn't the only lady on the ship. She points to Sigrid. Sig- the captain says she's different. She's not useless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you guys, have, they've been on the boat for like half a day, and you guys haven't told them to do anything really except carry some bags around and swab the decks. Um, maybe they're not useless. I don't know. Uh, Taki says she can do any duty she's assigned. Captain Olsen, he's like, all right, well, go to the galley. We'll start, uh, you know, start making some food. And uh, then from the crow's nest, suddenly we hear uh, a good old Darashi blows. Quickly, Captain Olsen calls for all hands on deck. Get those crates open. What have they been doing for six hours? Get the crates open already, people. Should have been set to go. Uh, Daniel wants to know what's going on, but Sigrid yells at him uh, to just do as he's told. Obviously, we've determined that's something he should like. <laughs> closed caption um, was not well. Okay, closed caption. This was broken down into three segments. So closed caption did work on a few of these. Um, and it did pick this part up because it says, "Just do your dog, crew man." <laughs> That's do a whole different show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird. I don't know. It's all from the same source, but sometimes the closed caption doesn't work, and you miss gems like that. All right, they pop open this crate. There's a giant harpoon gun. Uh, when they see the giant white whale with a red glow around it uh, splashing around, Captain Olsen says there's a bounty on that thing, and he plans to get it. We then get a wide shot of the boat. The name of the boat is Sigrid. He named it after his daughter. Huh. Aw, that's Aww. sweet. Yeah, or did he name the daughter after the boat? Right? Oh, I would first. believe that one more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would think it was boat first, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like he just got like custody of the daughter, and then he was just like, "Well, she has to learn how to be a boat, or I'll, or sorry, not how to be a boat, <laughs> how to be a fish." <laughs> yeah. How to work on a boat, and um, if she didn't, she would have just fell overboard. Like I'm sure they've been doing this since she was a kid. Like if he if a five year old falls in the sea, like whoa whoa whoa, whoa no, you know. Survival or even of the worse. fittest. <laughs> what was that? Survival of the fittest. Yeah. <laughs> uh or even worse, um the boat is named after his wife and he just decided to call the daughter that after the wife got eaten by a whale or something. <laughs> Oh man, we this needs to be like a fan fiction, like Karate Kid cartoon fan fiction, like about. I kind of think that's what Karate Kid cartoon already is. Well, now we're making we're branching off. This is like this is I'm I'm interested in the whole it's whale eating the mother story. The fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this Anyways. could have been a two part episode in the '65 uh, that they were doing, and we could have had a whole backstory of. I know they missed out on so much good content. Yeah. Bringing 65 episodes down to 13. We missed out. I I cannot imagine 65 episodes of this shit. I'll be honest with you. Uh, The whale swims off before they can mount the harpoon, but they will chase it down. Sigurd walks up to Daniel, who at this point seems to be minding his own business, and she just yells at him. She's like, like I said, you aren't fit for life on the sea. Daniel responds, if destroying that whale means... uh, is what it means to be fit, then I'm not. She looks completely in shock, like, what? He talked back to me. <laughs> now she's kind of into it. Um, it's a weird thing going on with them. Uh, Captain Olsen walks up, tells Daniel to quit the chitter-chatter, get back to work. 
another look uh, of of shock at Sigrid. You know, she's still just a little bit in shock that that Daniel talked back to her. Taki and Miyagi walk over, and Daniel's like, "I can see it in her eyes. Maybe there is a soft heart inside that cold fish." <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm sorry. He called her a cold fish. Like the iceberg analogy was at least like nice, but I would be hurt if someone called me a fish. I'm sorry. Like that's not, that's not a nice thing. So Daniel, once again, you're losing points in my book. Because it's, it's cold fish as opposed to like well cooked. He could I just don't... not call her a fish. <laughs> he could just say, "Oh wow, I guess there was more under that, uh, under the tip of the iceberg, or something." Instead, he goes to cold fish. Mm-hmm. I, look, <laughs> these writers were stuck on a fishing boat for a while. I think <laughs> when they wrote this entire series, yeah, also lost in sea. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Miyagi doesn't help out anything because he counters with. Easier to catch fish in calm waters than in stormy sea. Stop calling her a fish! I swear to God, this is the best writing they've had all season. Uh, this is amazing. Yes, it's, it's not nice to call her a fish, but this is very, it's at least fun writing. Uh, we cut the inside of the ship. Miyagi, Daniel, Sigrid, and Captain Olsen are having dinner. Uh, Olsen is explaining his plan, and the ship is like rocking back and forth. Uh, very choppy waters that we get to see in that lovely, you know, nicely animated water scene that's repeated <laughs> multiple times. Uh, it's causing the plates to slide all around a bit, um, or at least for Daniel, he seems to be the only one having any problems. He goes to grab the salt. It slides over to Captain Olsen who picks it up and uses it. Doesn't even pass it back. Captain Olsen complains the whale disappears all the time, and Daniel's like, well, maybe it does on purpose. I mean, she knows she's being hunted. Wants to get away. And then Captain says... Oh, you talk like she had the mind of her own. She's just a hundred tons of blubber. It's not, Rude. Ca- Captain Rude. Olsen's got, he's hes not quite Miyagi-level lines, but he's got some good ones in this. <laughs> uh, enter Taki, and she's very annoyed. She's like, whales are peaceful creatures and closer to humans than any other creature. I don't know if that's accurate. I didn't look it up. That, <laughs> they I, are I very I've, smart. They are considered one of the more intelligent species on Earth. But isn't like a dolphin considered like closer to a human than dolphins like... are also considered smart. I mean, like most whales are considered like smart in however they measure that compared <laughs> yeah, to like other whale. animals. Whale. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. How, there, it's not like they're giving them an IQ test. I don't know what the measurement is, but I have heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That like whales and like dolphins are a whale. So I guess yeah. they just are under that umbrella. I don't I'm I'm not a marine biologist. Either, I wanted to be one I. when I was five, but that I think every five-year-old wants to be a marine biologist. But yeah, so I heard that once. Okay, because so. I mean, I I don't even play one on TV. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but I just never think I don't think I've ever heard them anybody ever say that whales are closer to humans than any other creature. Uh, but maybe that's true. Hey, look, if you're a marine biologist, please uh, <laughs> reach out at how great was that. Let me know. I'll I will edit if you tell me. <laughs> yeah, confirm well, or deny. No, sh- Just say well, I'm wrong. Go, Jessica's wrong. You know, make a big, you know. I was thinking more that I was wrong, but at the same time, um, if you're gonna tell me after you listen to this that that, that I would edit, it's not gonna happen. Never mind. Don't worry. Just <laughs> let us know if, if we're wrong or not. There'll be no editing. Yeah. Yeah. None. That's mm. not happening. We own our mistakes, unlike Daniel. 
Oh, ooh, nice, ooh, nice. Yeah. He, he would he would have liked that one. Yeah, he when he's a cold fish. Yeah, ice <laughs> cold. Well, I mean, he might start stalking you if you talk to talk That's about right. him. That's <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah. You're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Uh, so Taki's walking over. She has some fish on a on a platter. The boat rocks. Uh, she drops them. Uh, they all fall right into Sigrid's plate. And Sigrid's like, "I'm not that hungry," but I kind of thought her eyes said otherwise. I don't know. Taki apologizes, then just grabs up the fish by hand. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> them up to put them back on the plate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and they're uh, just like whole fish. So, like they don't like. There's like they're, no seasoning. It doesn't look like yeah. Their their heads are like there's nothing <laughs> cut. Like it's like they just got descaled and put on a plate. Like I don't even think they got descaled. I think she just took them out of like the water and put them on the plate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like they could be cold fish. So they maybe she sent a message fish. to Sigrid. That's what she's That's doing. Right. Yeah. She's, like, she's back in Daniel on this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still thought it was weird though that like so if it is food that you're about to serve, she grabbed all of them by hand, put them back on the platter. And then Captain Olsen, he stabs a breadstick. Yep. Um, and tells them if they aren't DTF, down to fish, stay below <laughs> the deck. Stay below the deck. Um, thank you for laughing at that. Uh, Daniel storms off. He's not. He's not hungry anymore. And then Sigrid, uh, I don't know. Her her eyes linger on him a bit too long. Uh, so Captain Olsen uh, sends her to relieve Olaf on whale watching duty. Sigrid makes sure Taki knows that she'll be back for the rest of that fish dinner later, so don't throw it out. Um, the boat rocks again. Mr. Miyagi even seems to be a little bit taken back by it. Like the, his eyes seem to be a little bit wide. The fish and Taki land on the floor, and uh, Captain Olsen just gives a <laughs> landlubbers <laughs> and then walks away. Hmm. <laughs> so out on the deck, uh, Daniel is chilling. Sigrid walks out, uh, walks by him. And he's quick. Uh, he runs over. He tells her she has to convince her father to give up uh, the Moby Dick Act. She shoves him away, and she starts to head up to the whale uh, lookout up at the crow's nest. Daniel follows, almost falling, because he has no idea what he's doing, obviously. And she quickly is, uh, you know, she kind of starts making fun of his skills again, or lack of skills. She has not caught on to the fact that he will just follow even more when she does that. <laughs> yeah. Man, you guys have brought that up, and I did not catch that before. Yeah, he's creepy. <laughs> he's yeah. so creepy. Uh, Daniel says he can sense the light side of the force is still strong with her, but he thinks she is afraid of her father. Sigrid says she's not afraid of anything. She keeps climbing, uh, but the mast swings over and knocks her off the rope ladder. Now, as she starts to slip, Daniel jumps down, kicks a self-inflating life raft right over just in time to catch her. Pretty nice. Pretty nice move. Very Miyagi-esque move. Uh, She compliments him, saying, you handled that emergency very well. (laughs) That is the biggest compliment. That's a a serious compliment. That's, yeah. You handled crisis well, buddy. Uh, And she seems to be warming up to you. So what does he do? He's very humble and gracious, right? No. (laughs) He lays into her. I said you asked twice today now, and that's all you can say. And she's like, oh, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> all is well again. He is smitten in love again. He just doesn't um, understand the female gaze, right? Like, it's... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I well, thought I... at this point, I thought at this point, maybe the female gaze was, was very responsive to him now. Like they seem to be warming up a little bit. 
I, I think like at that moment when she like gives him the first compliment, if like if I was her and like got the oh I saved your life twice now, I would have just been like, Okay, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I changed just my mind. Never, <laughs> never mind. I take it back. I'm sorry mm. to waste your time. <laughs> I'm back to being a cold fish. You know, like yeah. yeah. I mean unless but no, she's out, into it. it. She's into it, so yeah, I mean, unless he's gonna offer uh, to draw like one of the French, one of his French women, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's she she should probably not want anything to do with this because he's being a jerk again. But all oh, she had to do is say thank you, and he's seems to be very smitten. He just draws her, but like makes her almost like a fish, you know? <laughs> yes, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he sketches her like yeah, like oh, almost like a mermaid, but not like actual like a fish. Like she's yeah. Like, I was thinking of fish, but with a blonde wig on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, reverse you know? mermaid. Yeah. It's like fish top, blonde wig, people bottom. Oh, <laughs> she has like little feet hanging out, like yeah. like with actual like toes. But it's yeah. like the rest is fish. The rest is fish. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like swimming. And it's just her little toes going. Yeah, because he also has a foot fetish. Obviously. I don't know anyone that's not into being degraded that also doesn't have like a foot fetish. They they go hand in hand, of hand, course. Hand in foot. <laughs> of course. Anyways. Right. Uh, I, you guys keep going. I'm good. I'm I don't I'm not gonna try to interrupt this better than what I'm gonna do. We're just analyzing Daniel, that's all. We figured it out, I think. Mm-hmm. No. I mean that's why uh, he's into like kung fu, because you never wear socks. That's right. No. See? No, those are foot prisons. And oh, we know Daniel likes feet. So there we go. Uh, I also agree that socks are foot prisons. I don't have a foot fetish. I just don't like wearing socks. They are feet prisons. I hate them. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm around the house, it's very rare that I have socks on. My feet lungs can't breathe. (laughs) Your little gills on your feet. My my feet gills. Yeah. The little near my ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They need to breathe. Now, uh, I thought maybe there's a little bit of a romance about to start over there on the inflatable raft, uh, but no, because Captain Olsen comes stomping out right then. Wonders why Sigrid isn't on her whale watch duties and uh, to get going. He tells Daniel, get to the radio room if you think you can handle it. Uh, as he walks away, though, uh, we can see Sigrid is, she's kind of checking him out now. Yeah. She kind of like pokes her head back around to, to get a look at him as he walks away. Now, cut to Miyagi and Taki. They're on the other side of the boat chatting it up about the shrine because that's what the whole thing's supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Olsen walks up to them. He tells Miyagi to come help him do some boat stuff. He tells Taki to go clean the dishes. Just go clean the dishes. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, terrible. Miyagi just pats her on the back and says, uh, we got to make some sacrifices for the shrine. Go clean <laughs> up. I feel like Mr. Miyagi could probably do the dishes in like two seconds. I don't know why he doesn't just like help or something yeah like, yeah i mean he, he probably could have had them done already instead of just standing out there with his chopsticks the... yeah he'd like throw them oh, up in the air God, and yes. like spray water and go <laughs> and then they'd be yeah. done yeah or or he would teach some people on the boat how to do the wash and so that they would learn karate yeah That's soap right. on soap off you know yeah on, on the I mean, plates he's very good at um turning everyday household things into Ways to fight. <laughs> but don't <laughs> fight. Karate is not for fighting. No, no. I'll teach you how to do it, it but not. don't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Part of it is the restraint that he's teaching you. That's, you know, See, he's giving you the skills, but you don't have to kink. know when to not use them. Yeah. 
yeah, how about how about like instead of just all like skills and restraint, you also teach maybe uh, how to respect women. How about that, Mister Miyagi? Yeah, <laughs> Daniel's lacking in that department, Mister mm-hmm. Miyagi. Yeah, only a little. Uh, bit. Miyagi and Olsen, they go. They're starting to batten down the hatches. Olsen tells him he should have taught Daniel to respect his elders. Not not <laughs> ladies, just elders. Yeah, not women. No, um, older people. Yeah. Uh, Miyagi says he did, but eventually every student has to jump into the deep water and see if they can swim. Olsen says it's fine. Just don't take my crew with them. Uh, and then this is another great line. Uh, a very good gut punch of a line. Uh, you mean like the first mate? Yeah. He's like, uh-huh. He's, yeah. He's going to steal your daughter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Olsen's quick, like, stay away from that cold fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they continue to, to go. They enter into the main cabin, and Miyagi just keeps right at it. And he's like, from one fisherman to another. Daughter like fish. If keep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. See, I didn't think I didn't think much of this when I was writing it up, but now it's you guys are killing me with this. <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh, yeah, Sorry, yeah, all I, I can said. think of is if she actually went to a school, she'd be a school she, fish. like she's a fish. If she just yeah. needs to be in with enough of with a bunch of other fish, you know, and then she's at school. Oh man! Or this is Splash. Uh, it's like a prequel to Splash. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I have a fish joke. Um, what do you call a fish with no eye? <sighs> thank you, thank you. I'm here. Oh, this one time. <laughs> thank you. Actually, that kind of, that kind of thing could get you back again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I let's see if I can get through this without, without laughing. Uh, Mr. Miyagi says, from one fisherman to another, Daughter like fish, if keep line too tight, big one, get away. Olsen is not hearing it, though, and he's like, look, that reward uh, will have us set for life. I, we got to get this thing. Who's now, giving this reward? Right, uh, for the who, whale. Who's who like, you know what, this specific whale... Norway Big reward. Nor just Norway. <laughs> Norway's like this fucking whale. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I Does swear. Norway? <laughs> oh, oh feel free. That, okay, that, yeah. I forgot to ask. This oh, whale. Shit, I, for, I forget. I forgot. We were supposed to pick out a, a drinking word. So... <laughs> yeah. Dang it! I meant to. I meant to do that. Uh, uh, that's okay. Next time. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now. I mean, yeah. Next time. Next time. I just drink for fun anyway, so it works out. Yeah, yeah. You guys. You guys are all recovering from crazy injuries too. It sounded like. Always, always yeah. recovering. All day, every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day is just one big injury. Uh, uh, so they cut back to the kitchen, or uh, as they call it, the galley. Uh, Taki is sweeping up the broken plates, but she has had it. A woman's place is not in the kitchen. Just like that, Sigrid walks in and says she wants to talk girl to girl. Um, Sigrid also seems to be a very close talker. She gets very close to talking to talk. <clears throat> yeah, I thought I like to be honest, I thought maybe like this was like coding. Like I didn't think she was gonna go for Daniel after this. I thought this was maybe coding that that's why she was so rejective of Daniel. Because she likes how close she got better. with Taki. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was like, like a couldn't... makeout scene. Yeah. Well, yeah. 20, like, 2019, that's happening. 1989, nope. But that's what I'm saying. They couldn't <laughs> yeah. say it. It was kind of like, you know, saying it without saying it. 
Like they get oh, I, I thought from I thought from the get go when uh, when uh, Taki first sees that she's a girl and she's like, oh, it's a girl. And then yeah. uh, when she first realizes that Taki is uh, is, uh, is a woman as well, uh, Sigrid also seems to be a little taken back by that. Uh, kind of the same vibe I was getting from that yeah. as well. well and, and the fact that, like, you know, first mate, I'm just calling them first mate, uh, mm-hmm. first mate uh, wasn't dating anyone else on the boat. Like, no. didn't seem to have ever had a relationship. And we know it has been all men on the boat. So this is was just a feeling I got. A feeling I got. So. Well, in, in all fairness to that, though, they all work for her father. That's kind of. Yeah, well, but that didn't I've seen, stop. I, never mind. I've seen, I've seen Armageddon. Yeah, I was that just about anyway. to say that. I was like, that didn't stop Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler. <laughs> so that's not mm. going to stop Siegfried. Sigrid? Sigrid? Yeah, Sigrid. Yeah. Siggy. I think they call her a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It didn't stop Tom on Succession. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Never mind. My point's been disproven already. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, oh, now we get to the, the best scene in the entire thing. Fate, well, man, there's two great scenes. In this. Fate to Daniel trying to sort out the radio um, and what it all means. He keeps working the knobs till uh, some rock and roll starts playing. Like that's yeah. not what this radio's for, dude. Yeah. He changed the channel from like the emergency radio to like like music, like rock music, which I didn't know would play in the middle of the ocean. Like how is exactly? He- Where is he getting that signal from? <laughs> there is a storm going. They're trying to track down a whale, and instead of like getting the emergency stuff that he's supposed to, he starts getting some rock and roll. He then starts like tapping along, like he grabs some pencils, he's like drumming along. Uh, and then from behind, he hears, uh, is this dance taken? Spins around. It's Sigrid. She's gone and gotten herself all cleaned up a bit. Uh, I was like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> to the- she had her she's all that moment. Yeah, I mean, if she's yeah. only wearing glasses, we could have taken them off and the whole thing would have changed. But yes, it's very close to a she's all that moment. And then there is this like, odd crazy dance scene that's going on those were really good moves i was very impressed with their I, dance choreography yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's i mean it's like a good 20 30 seconds of this like they're doing and that's a whole bunch long of stuff. for a 20 minute episode like 30 seconds of just dancing that's pretty long yeah. i mean i think they were doing the running man i think they tried doing the kid and play dance oh that should be a new tiktok trend um the Karate Kid dance, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, and then Daniel's like, well, what happened to Miss Tough Girl? And she's like, oh, she's off duty right now. now <laughs> shut up and dance. <laughs> Again, ordering him around. You know, you know. Yeah. Uh, the dance like. is quickly interrupted, though, because the whole boat shakes. It's the whale. And as they run out on deck, uh, they run up on the deck. Sigrid suddenly remembers she was actually supposed to be on Whale Watch. <laughs> Whoops. So she wasn't off duty. <laughs> like you bailed on like the one job that you had and like you've been trying to prove that you're you know everyone else doesn't know what to do on a boat but you bailed to go after daniel hmm. you're, I, I you're a disappointment okay there is a reason she felt the need to learn everything about the boat be the best person on the boat masculinify herself 
because she's always searching for her dad's approval because she will never be mom who was eaten <laughs> by a whale. Okay. Yeah. So I understand <laughs> why she feels all this pressure and she just wanted to be a girl for five, 30 seconds. But she didn't get that moment. <laughs> Because it was also ruined by a ma- a whale, like her life. So, yeah, the, you know, it's deeper. It's deeper. Once I write this oh. fan fiction, you will know. <laughs> we'll know the true emotions. Yeah. You know, I'll call it First Mate. That'll be the title. Because <laughs> you don't remember Working title. <laughs> Open an ocean. A, a mother... <laughs> Father, daughter, hang out on the ocean. A whale swims by. Mother falls in. <laughs> yeah. yep, and like, that's it. the daughter's name used to be Caroline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And dad, dad's like, I can't remember anything other than cigarette. You're just... <laughs> and they didn't even own the fishing boat yet. He still names the boat, the fishing boat cigarette. And it's still after the mom and not the daughter. Yeah. Even though he made him change the name. That'd be, yeah. Yep. So there we go. So we wrote a whole story, guys. Good job. Great brainstorming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. It's, be- it's better than this. Um, <laughs> now, the whale is glowing red uh, because of the power of the shrine. Olsen goes to grab the harpoon cannon and he is ready to attack. But Sigrid runs up and is like, no, don't do it. Don't do it, Dad. He responds back by saying she was supposed to be uh, in the watchtower, not at Dance Party USA. Is a poor excuse for a sailor. Then she, then we get the uh, the when they're going for the Emmys here, the Emmy moment. She reminds him that hey, I'm also your daughter. <laughs> he he quickly tries to explain. He's like, look, the reward is the answer to to our dreams, your dreams, not mine. <laughs> Boom! Just hand him the Emmy right now for that. Yeah, that that was like, you know, Did we they saw give cartoons. I don't even know. Um. Well, not from 89, maybe. Like, that's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it, it's a bit of a touching moment. Uh, it's interrupted, though, because that whale explodes out of the water. Uh, it's heading right at the ship. Captain Olsen tells Sigrid to get help with the nets, and when she refuses, he blames Daniel for filling her head with bad ideas. Fair, fair. Yeah. If I saw Daniel and heard him mm-hmm. talking, I would also think he was filling people around me with bad ideas. Mm-hmm. I do have a question though. Sure. She was supposed to be on Whale Watch. What was she supposed to do when she saw the whale? Yell, she blows. <laughs> yeah. and... Okay, so it's they were the gonna whale. capture the whale anyway. Like so, so just now at this moment, after she messes up, she's like, you know what? I'm gonna mess up further. I wasn't going to tell you about that whale anyway. Like, I'm just confused <laughs> yeah. with, like, the motivation there. Um, and one other thing, when they start, because they're just about to start attacking the whale, because the mm-hmm. whale's attacking them, why does she stop her dad when the whale's attacking them? Like, I can understand <laughs> peaceful whale, don't shoot it, whatever. But now the whale's hitting your boat. I, like, at that moment, I'd be like, okay, you know what? Fair. Like... <laughs> Well, I think I think the whole premise has been so far is that the whale is only attacking people because they're hunting it, and also I because it the was shrine... running away because they were hunting it. So now I, the, the whale shrine makes you do weird things. I don't know. You've seen eleven episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just blame it on the shrine that we haven't seen yet, but it's definitely yes. in that whale. 
Oh yeah, they have. I mean, the only proof <laughs> is that the whale is glowing. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, it. it's kung fu force. Yeah. Yep. By the way, Sonia, in the very first episode, they go uh, traversing through the Amazon. I know. I saw. <laughs> and I think they're looking for an actual shrine, like a building, oh, not, not like a, a not statue. Thing. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, it's that's. A little... It's a little statue from her village that got stolen. Yeah, mm. but I'm like, uh, they don't tell you that right away. No, so don't. I'm like, oh, they're walking through the jungle <laughs> yeah. looking for yeah. like a a shrine in the Amazon, like an actual like temple. No, it's not. No, it's no. Just a, thing. a little yeah. trinket. I thing. started watching all the episodes too. I'm like, I need to watch all <sighs> of it now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that that warms my heart. Hey, it's only <clears> 13 <throat> episodes. They're like 20 minutes each. Like that's. That's compared to like some Hanna Barbera cartoons, like that's pretty short. Like that's you know not so bad. I was telling. I don't Jessica, do. I don't do any show that has more than thirteen episodes. Yeah, no, it's, that's it's too probably many. smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. when we were like waiting for like this to start. I was telling Jessica like I used to watch this show when I was like a kid, you like did. yeah on TV, and then like after this was French Barbie. I don't know if anyone else watched this and then French Barbie. <laughs> what is French Barbie? Where where I lived, it was uh, bilingual, so like it had English oh, cartoons. That's right, because you're French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I think we, my brother, probably trained the channel. It wasn't on the same station, but like it was like, uh, it was like this show, then French Barbie, and then My Little Pony. Those were like it's every Saturday. Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to joke about how old Sonya is because when this show came out, I wasn't born yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I did not watch this show. You didn't. Um, I didn't see the show because freshman year football games were on Saturdays. I never saw this. (laughs) It was in the morning. You eat it with cereal. Well, you don't eat it with cereal. You watch it. No, I was was hustling (laughs) off to go get prepped for heading out to a football game. Oh, you had a, a sad childhood. That's Aww, <laughs> you get sugary cereal on Saturday morning cartoons. I, I'm pretty sure I need to go actually work out and play a football game at that point because I did that for the previous 13 years. <laughs> 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 and, and, and in the off season also. But <clears throat> yeah, uh, no, my first two shows that I've picked for this so far, um, I really didn't pay attention when they actually came out. The fact that I never was watching Saturday morning cartoons because I was... Either at football practice or football games on Saturdays. Sonia, uh, so how I, many episodes are in Turbo Teen? Because that oh, would be one I would recommend. Oh, holy shit! There's. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I was watching uh, that a couple weeks ago, so that that that's one of my faves. Okay, there's 13, but you can't find all of them. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, so Turbo Teen actually uh, is one that I I still may do the the nine episodes um <laughs> but turbo teen actually led uh to another whole show that i do called the monster hunters nice. um because we were going to do a turbo teen review and then when we realized we couldn't find all the episodes we end up bouncing around ideas till we settled on the monsters well if you do do turbo teen we request being on one of those episodes i 100 uh, yes, <laughs> yes absolutely i'm just i just amazed that anybody else knows that that thing exists. You hear that, listeners? We'll be back. <laughs> that also means I'll have to be back. Wow. That's okay. right. <laughs> I'm committed to more to more time here. Um, all right. So, oh, man, where were we? Oh, yeah. Catherine uh, Olsen blames Daniel for filling her head with bad ideas. Uh, she makes like Bismarcky and says he's just a friend. 
Um, and something she hasn't had in a long time. Again, they're going for the Emmy. Enter Daniel, and he says, uh, Mr. Miyagi can help calm the whale, make it peaceful again. Captain Olsen is dead set on killing it, so when the next wave crashes and rocks the boat, he quick grabs a harpoon gun trigger. When it strikes the whale, the red glow of the shrine goes all the way back across the uh, the rope of the harpoon into the cannon, into Captain Olsen, who then uh, starts talking like a man possessed. His eyes start glowing red, etc. Yeah, there's a lot they, of possession in this show. It's, it's it's more weird powers that they never tell you why anybody gets it. <laughs> yeah, Mostly, I think the most consistent thing of this whole thing is that the shrine gives the the person who is affected by it like it 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 gives them what they want, but it, like in a, it perverts the way that they want it. Like a genius. so, it's usually people get very <laughs> mad, very angry, stuff like that. I can only imagine if Daniel got it. And he's trying to. Oh, you know, oh no! Was <laughs> he just starts grabbing her feet, you know. Like. <laughs> oh, oh, come on! He turns uh. into feet. <laughs> the one thing about this, like storm and like whale fighting scene, though, was uh, the music. Like whoever did the score for this, phenomenal. Like this music was giving me anxiety. You know, I was like, oh, no, we're on a boat and there's a whale and, you know, and, and the music just kept picking up. So uh, whoever did the score for this episode, mwah, chef's kiss. Love it. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to who, the, who that no, was. No, it's, um, it's probably a lost name, but I just want to give credit where credit was due. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Well, OK, so this entire ending scene is is just uh, insanely over the top. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's great. So Miyagi runs over. He starts telling Captain Olsen, hey, let go of the, uh, the harpoon thing. Uh, the shrine power is going to get, it's too much. Uh, Captain Olsen gives him a quick uh, Ric Flair chop minus the woo. Actually sends Miyagi flying, something that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Miyagi hops up, he shakes his head a little bit. He's like, look, the angrier the captain gets, the angrier the whale gets. Uh, that's <laughs> They're, they're kind of connected now by the harpoon gun. Well, it's back at the ship again, and the captain tells the guys to get ready with the nets. Uh, they question it since the whale seems possessed. Um, they don't question that their captain seems possessed, just <laughs> right. the whale does, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he commands them to, uh, again, do it, and they uh, they get ready to let it fly. They let the net go, lands across the whale. The whale then dives under and then quickly right back up and smashes the front of the boat where Captain Olson was standing. Now, he is hooked onto the net. He falls in. The whale starts uh, to, to swim away. Sigrid dives in after him to try and save her dad. And then Daniel does too, but only with a flare of like this nice little flip. Like a <laughs> odd little... He had to flip always. Always random Yeah, flip. It, like... Like, this is almost like Moby Dick with, like, the whole ego and, like, you know, that whole message. Except it's just Daniel trying to always show off. Like, he's just and, always showing off. But Sigrid jumped in ahead of him, so she doesn't see him do that flip. <laughs> no. Also, no, he's why? showing off for everyone else. He doesn't care who's watching as long as someone is. But why do the flip? Like, it mean, I yeah, I guess, yes, just to show off. Because other than <laughs> that, I'm like, I'm like, wouldn't it, like, be better to, like, quickly get into the water and not, like. Flop, fling, fling around in the air. I don't know. Nope. <sighs> um, all right. Yeah. So uh, they all go in. And then Miyagi grabs a life jacket. And he's like, it's now or never. He jumps into the lifeboat. 
Cut to Captain Olsen continuing to go crazy from shrine power. Daniel and Sigrid are swimming along when the whale again breaches the surface, knocks the net off. It lands on Daniel and Sigrid, who are now trapped themselves in the water. <laughs> when the whale swims up again, Mr. Miyagi jumps on it. He jumps on a freaking whale. Pulls himself across. Now, I, I've never ridden a whale. It's a bucket list. But I imagine that they're kind of like slimy, that you wouldn't just be able to kind of scale your way across it, especially in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> but he does. Yeah. Also, this thing doesn't seem that big anymore if Mr. Miyagi kind of just... <laughs> it's like a baby whale. Like, yeah. why did they catch it already? <laughs> yeah, I mean... He why gets, is like... it wanted? Like, that's my... Like, why? Like, no, now it's a baby whale. Why is there a reward for a baby whale? What did he yeah. do? If you can cover its <laughs> blowhole with your hand... <laughs> it's not that impressive of a whale anymore uh and by covering the blowhole it causes the whale to cough a few times and then spits out the shrine because he's suffocating yeah uh <laughs> yeah like i mean he basically choked he choked, he choked it out yeah yeah <laughs> but very easily i'm like it's are like whales like the size like three three buses or something like that i don't know <laughs> not uh, anymore. Yeah. I'm again, I'm not a marine biologist. We already know this. <laughs> uh Mr. Miyagi jumps into the water, he swims after the shrine, only to stop about a foot away from it because he is. Oh, that's well, oh my gosh. Okay, that's what I wrote down. I was like, plot hole question mark. Why did Miyagi not grab the shrine first? Wouldn't it have made saving them easier since he was so close to the shrine and it would give him powers and make him swim even faster to get back to them? So it made no sense to not grab it? Anyways. I, I do have an answer for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is based on a show where the, the shrine continues to elude them every episode. Is it, so yeah. the, the shrine doesn't want to be found. Maybe this whale was also, you know, it's like mm -hmm. it's like it's only hunting you because or it's running away because it knows you're hunting it. Maybe that's what the shrine's doing. It's so like maybe a, they should just let it very, go. Very much so, yes. The shrine is just trying to get away from them at all times. So the show is just the, it's actually the Shrine's Adventures. Like, what is that dog, Benji or something? We're like, <laughs> it's like every episode, it's like a, the dog's just having a new adventure. Yep. That's pretty much, yeah. Is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's not about these three heroes. It's about the Shrine. That'll be oh. our other fanfic of what the Shrine's doing in between. Because like the Shrine just spent this whole episode in a whale stomach. That's pretty cool. Like, I want to hear about that story. Yeah, like, That's Pinocchio's right. in there with it, and they're hanging <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> didn't say yeah. Pinocchio. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, I, they also determined in, in uh, was it episode eight? I mean, was, if Taki's close enough to it, she can just say the cool little poem, and it'll yeah. come back to her or go back where it needs to go. I don't know why they never use that any other time. It seems like a thing to use right now. They yeah. forgot. Yeah. <laughs> They're in crisis. Um, he gets about a foot away from the shrine. He turns around because they're still stuck in the net. Um, they're and they're about to drown. He gets back there, leaving the shrine behind to save them. Um, where did Sigrid's dad go? Anybody? Anybody? Wasn't he like right there with them? <laughs> he was there. He just looks over yeah. and they were there. Mm -hmm. But like he's like, Oh, I'm waist deep in water. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I feed myself. What happened? Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he peed himself. Yeah. Why is this ocean water so warm? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't want to move from that spot yet. It was yeah. chilly, and now it's warm. Yeah. 
Now, the worst part about the whole thing about him not getting to the shrine is because right by the time he gets back over there, suddenly the whale <laughs> rises back up, lifting Daniel and Sigrid out of the water, brings him over and drops him off the boat. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. He just dropped him like a little taxi. Maybe. Okay. Theory. Maybe the shrine was just giving him really bad heartburn. Oh, I've been yeah. So, yeah, so once he burped it up, he was fine. He's like, you know what? I was just being a crabby Gus, you know, just because I wasn't feeling so good. You guys made me feel better. Here, here's back to the boat. You know. Well, I mean, they, they show the whale's eye a little bit later because Captain Olsen cuts the rope away. Um, You know, it, Mr. Miyagi says, you know, hey, look, we set the shrine free. Now let's set the whale free. And you, they show the whale's eye and like this immediate like instant relief. Yeah, so there it was. He just had a little bit of indigestion from the shrine. Yeah. He does, yeah. but he still has like a harpoon in his brain. Maybe <laughs> he just has brain it's damage. Like it's, they're just pulling it. Like you don't get, like yeah. There's no healing that in the ocean. No, so. it's just yeah. his brain. Oh, the salt water. Like, the salt water gets into the cut. It's probably terrible. Yeah, he's just it bleeding was, out. It wasn't like, relief. It was actually pain. Like it yeah. was like, oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. Plus, the guy was just suffocating me by covering up the blowhole (laughs) uh, maybe they just hit like the memory spot and so he just forgot everything that led up to that moment he's like bye guys and just like (laughs) going away (laughs) yeah yeah. like he has dory memory now you know (laughs) for the rest of his life yeah for the rest of it he never like he grows up and then he doesn't remember his children ever he's like oh my god who the hell are you (laughs) like like oh dad like where are your kids you know, uh, like, well, it's not gonna be a long life. A, a, a real whale vessel is gonna come over and take it yeah. out. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, especially if there's a reward, there's yeah. still a reward out for him. Just because this captain's not getting it now mm-hmm. doesn't mean another captain won't. Well, I now he did get a reward. Um, you know, he well, he lost the reward, but he found a daughter. It's kind of like, a reward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Taki, on the other hand, is she's like, ah, oh, dang it, we lost the shrine. Mr. Miyagi is always like, yeah, we got to get the shrine. We got to get the shrine. But he's just like, ah, well, win some, lose some. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, like man. <laughs> I feel like because Miyagi knew, knows like that he's the one that didn't get it. So he's like, you know what? This is no one's fault. We just let this one go, guys. You know, because if the, anyone saw it, they would all blame him for not grabbing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're still in shock about the whole thing. Um, yeah, Win some, lose some. Don't. That, that, that I missed it. Yeah, yeah, don't don't think about it any 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 farther than that, you know. Also, I mean, if if somebody did say something, like if Taki were to say something about it, you know, you missed it, what's up with that? He could mention all the times that she has lost this thing. because uh, yeah. she's either the tripped and fell, yeah, yeah you know, oh. did, did a face plant or just knocked it into a a, a river on her own. I. Or Miyagi's just doing problems. this on purpose. Like, that he's doing this on purpose as some big lesson. He doesn't yeah. want to be like, alone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, there goes the shrine again. I guess we'll have to learn a new lesson next week. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just, make... like, really intense homeschooling. Yep. Keith is going to have to watch another one of these. So... Yep. I'll get it. <clears throat> uh, and and that, is, uh, that is the end of the episode. Boom. Credits. Boom. <laughs> uh, this is probably one of the most adventurous episodes. I will say there's some fun writing in it, even if it makes Daniel seem like a totally horrible person. <laughs> uh, it, I, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's, uh, 
I mean, Mr. Miyagi still does some crazy stuff, but he's not the only person in, uh, doing crazy stuff in this episode. So, yeah, no, uh, it's good. I, I actually enjoyed this one uh, quite a bit. Uh, hopefully, you guys did as well. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. It's a it's a great show. Definitely eighties isk. You know, <laughs> like it's. <laughs> okay, now, now, now we're just going too far here. Yeah. So, well, they're nice short episodes. Like they are. Short, they are. You don't have to really follow along because there yeah. is no following along. There, there's no, no plot. Like the plot yeah. is the the shrine, but like anything, like is extra. <laughs> yeah, it's all just mm-hmm. bonus. So yeah, it's one of those things you can just put on and forget about, and then you can watch the same episode again and notice new things. Yeah, it's like a new episode every single. Yeah, time. because you pay you didn't pay attention to those parts, but now you're, <laughs> it's, it's great watchability, like rewatchability for a twenty minute show. I and like that. a really good high show, like because like everything's so much more fun. Like you're just oh my gosh, the intro song's so good. Yes, <laughs> Karate Kid. Like I was like oh my gosh, like so pumped, and I was like two seconds in, it was it was good. They don't make intros as good as they used to. Like, no, they just, don't no. actually. They like I, really I like the fact there's no words. There's no actual like outside of saying Karate Kid. There's no lyrics. Yeah, no. A- anyone can sing along. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You learn it after just one listen, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, basically, on this show, a uh, couple other little things that we do here. Uh, we we rate each and every episode. Um. In in a an unusual style, a one to ten of whatever rating system that uh, each one of you would like to use. Uh, okay. it, it doesn't have to be like it's not it doesn't have, it's not like one out of ten stars or anything. You can pick anything. Could be whales, could be crimes, could <laughs> I be give, I give it seven whales. Seven baby, seven baby out of ten whales. whales. Yeah. The baby oh, whales. Seven out of ten baby whales. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um I also give it a seven, but I um I put seven Captain Ahabs from Moby <laughs> Dick. Right. Ahab, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, seven Captain Ahabs for me. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to give it, um, I'm going to give it two out of three opinionated luscious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I take all three of those uh, little scores there. And then I go to the thing that I always forget to bring up before I actually start doing this. Uh, where'd it go? Math. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, I have a computer system to do this whole thing. It is the uh, genuine, real, electro algorithmic total numerical efficiency sorting system, aka the greatness meter. Uh, and we will type all these. Now, we have yet to ever have to type in three different numbers. So, um, seven out of 10 baby whales. Type, type, type. Seven out of 10. <laughs> oh, Captain Ahabs. And then I'm really thrown off by putting in two out of three opinion of blushes. Enter. <laughs> Six point six 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 yeah yeah six 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 yeah yeah six point five nine perfect is what is what it gave us here (laughs) wow that is crazy you guys were right on point with that yeah we're we're good we we always complain about math but then every once in a while we we get it right just just a smidgen (laughs) it's just a surprise for all of us. Like sometimes when I get like multiplications right, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know math sometimes. I always surprise <laughs> like, good job, Sonia. Like, woo, you put I yourself know. on the back. I do. I'm like, oh my gosh. And like, I'm like, 
always like telling everybody who's around me, did you see? Did you see? <laughs> and then you got to reward yourself with a little treat after. It's like, yeah, good like, job. Now I can have something cookies. sugary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cookies. like, yeah. great. I did the thing. Yeah. I do that when nobody's around. <laughs> right. Just... Yeah. My, yeah like... Nobody can. Nobody can dispute my fact. No. Let's get some sugary. All I, right. My kids don't care because they already know math better than I do. Like, just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I like the fact level. that my kids, my <laughs> kids don't know enough math to see how many of uh, how much of their Halloween candy I've been eating. <laughs> yeah. mm. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. You guys are sleep are you, eating. No, yeah, that's what I would say. I'd be like, "Are you sure you didn't eat that? I'm pretty sure you were. You just probably just forgot. Like, like you know, how many you were eating? You. You're gaslighting yeah. Gas- your kids. Yeah, I guess just like <laughs> gaslight your children. <laughs> Why not? Like they got. I, mean, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Just next time I go to the store, I'll replace a few of them. It's fine. But yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> same yeah. thing. Whatever. Oh, or there like, were five here yesterday. Now there's eight here, two. and the next day there's four here. <laughs> Yeah, you ate four of them yesterday, kid. Jeez. Yeah. Or like there's no, like didn't. parent tax. Like it's you're Oh, yeah, yeah. The parent, the parent tax is definitely <laughs> involved. And that's not just for that also involves like money they get for their birthdays and everything. <laughs> um, you, you give them a 20 but take back five. You know? <laughs> Happy birthday. No, you or, make them you make them claim it every year. Like how much mm-hmm. did you get for your birthday? How like much Texas. did you get for Christmas? They gotta write it down, give you the paper. Yeah. Figure we're out teaching we're teaching real life skills uh right away. And then yes, I like something comes out of it, bam, there we go. Yeah. There's your taxes. Do some yard work, maybe you'll get it back, and I'll take forty percent of it. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The taxes go to your, you know, your free rent. Mm. And you're, you know, like you get all those like liva- your, livabilities, you know, your social services, yeah, like, your social services, <laughs> mail comes the to food them. bank, aka the kitchen, you know, like, <laughs> funds all those social resources for you, kid. Public transportation, you take them to games, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, I need the energy to get you a soccer practice. I'm gonna eat a Milky Way. Thank you. But <laughs> well, those are mine. I yes, I needed the extra energy. Let's go. Exactly. Uh, all right, uh, man. Let me extra energy to get through the rest of this episode. Holy cow, <laughs> man! Uh, you guys have been great. Um, the next thing uh, that I need, the next uh, item of business is uh, I need an episode MVP from each of you. It's EMVP, and uh, these people will be eligible for the series MVP uh, that I'll announce in our very last episode. You can pick anybody you want from the episode to name MVP. The mug? I choose. <laughs> The mall? I was gonna say the whale. <laughs> All right. The water. Like well, I was just gonna say, I was like, this whale has been nothing but stalked, harassed, fed in edibles, and uh, shot in the head, and he's still out there saving lives and putting people mm-hmm. back on boats. That's pretty MVP behavior, in my opinion. Uh yeah okay so we're gonna go with the whale uh the fictitious mom that we made up I also like uh and I'm I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Chuck tomorrow Chuck uh Taki because I look Taki doesn't phase from any of this the entire time she's like I don't care if the ad said three able-bodied men I'm going uh you know she even you know she even puts up with cooking stuff you know even if it's weird stuff and then she like uh. 
helps uh, give Sigrid a makeover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they make. They I make mean, I assume first. that's what you. That's I yeah. Assume, they made yes, out first. Out, well. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's a make out and then well, makeover. That was what yeah. yeah. Well, Sigrid had you know she's been on a boat this whole time with you know guys that work for her dad, so you know she's probably never kissed a boy before. So that's her and Taki, <laughs> maybe her and Taki practiced. I don't. This is never mind. <laughs> more more weird fan fiction. I will let you guys write that that stuff uh, there altogether. But um, the whale, the fictitious mom, and Taki, they will all be eligible for the series MVP uh, when I wrap this whole thing up. Uh, but before we can uh, wrap up this episode, uh, Jessica, Sonia, thank you very much. This was a very fun episode. Um, I enjoyed having you guys on uh, and, and getting introduced to you guys. All right, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, we had fun. We've been talking about this show all day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we have. (laughs) Just back and forth all day. I have no one to to talk about the show with until I talk to you guys. (laughs) Send us a message anytime you want. We will talk. Yeah. Sonia was just like, okay, Jess, I'm I'm watching up to like I've I'm watch I'm up to episode five right now. And I was like, Oh, I finished it all last night. What do you got? Like <laughs> we just kept going back and forth. Yeah, oh my gosh. Good. Uh yeah, okay, I probably will reach out to you guys again for your comments at, after episode thirteen. Hopefully you'll hopefully you'll stick through two more episodes uh yeah. on this and close it out. Um but in the meantime, people want to know. Uh, about what you guys do on your own show, the Opinionate Lushes, uh, please feel free to tell everyone about it. It's a reward for watching all these episodes. <laughs> uh, Sonia, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You can go. Yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll cheer cool. you so, Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our podcast is Opinionated Lushes. We're just three friends, uh, Sonia, me, Jess, and then we have our friend Don. We all have a drink. We pick a drink word and a random topic out of a hat, and then we just discuss it for an hour fill it with jokes and current events and we're doing really good at society and culture for some reason i don't know but if you thought we were funny here you would definitely like us there you can find us just google opinionated lushes we're on all streaming platforms we're big on twitter and yeah so if you want to have fun come listen to us hang out and yeah there we go <laughs> that's <Perfect>. it <laughs> yeah well find done. out when they have their their uh their third uh, opinionated lush in it just keeps getting even better yeah yeah uh if uh folks if you're looking for me and you can't wait until another friday check out the monster hunters every monday is monday means monsters go to www.monsterhunters.com to find out more about that show <sighs> but uh yep yeah, look until then uh that was great wasn't it the, yeah, I had so yeah, much fun. It was I thought it was great. <laughs> I've never explained to people that's a rhetorical question, but okay. Uh no, yeah, I didn't realize. I was just like, yes, it was. Thank you. They were like asking for like reassurance. Like Oh, I'm always asking for reassurance. Like, like guys, that's... that went that went okay, right? Like, yeah. like we that... did a good job. <laughs> the entire name of the show is because I'm asking for reassurance. Like, I forgot. <laughs> we're terrible guests hey there greatness meter here how great was that not bad by my standards but then again who am i besides a semi-sentient ai program whose sole purpose is to properly rate these episodes on behalf of keith and myself 
let's all give a big thanks to insert guest name here weren't they just the best the real bees knees imagine how amazing they are on their own programs where content quality easily has a higher bar now don't just imagine go subscribe listen rate etc to show our appreciation while you are there why not do the same for us itunes good pods podchaser or wherever reviews and comments are always welcome and the show is available wherever the best podcasts hang out so subscribe right quick also if it so moves you tell a friend or family or whoever you think would dig this type of show to give us a listen as well word of mouth is always the best way to let others know about the fun we have here follow us on twitter and instagram at how great was that check out our back catalog if you haven't done so already that was great wasn't it is produced by keith gawler and edited by me the greatness meter the theme music was composed by the dr dre of kansas terry vicroy that was great is broadcast via anchor a member of the podfix network and is a crispy dodo production come back again next week we look forward to hearing you listen to an all-new episode of that was great wasn't it <laughs>